Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Select Bet and I'm delighted to be joined by Greg Browning for another look ahead to the Scottish football this weekend. How's it going, Greg? Good morning. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, I missed last week's podcast for uh, you and it's David. It's probably did. the best podcast I've ever done, to be fair. <laughs> oh, yeah, very good. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to compliment you, but I don't know if I'll bother anymore. Uh, you and David did a sterling job, uh, and you even managed to pick someone else without me. Yeah, it was a good weekend, actually. I must admit, it is a hard gig trying to um, host the podcast and do tips at the same time, so my hat is done to you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, obviously, I don't provide as many tips as you guys, if any, at all, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the, the toughest gig in the world. It's just good to be back in the hot seat this weekend again. Uh, just touching on last week's podcast, uh, quite a few winners, which wasn't wasn't bad going. A few a few pointers, which maybe didn't put up as, as tips, but certainly guided people away from Hibs towards a couple of bookings in the, the Rangers-Harps game as well. Yeah, it was a really good weekend, to be fair. I think David had two cracking winners in, in Norway um, on the Saturday. And in terms of our tips for the weekend... Patrick Thistle got us off to a great start. Yeah. 6-0 hammering of... The mighty um, Jags. ...of Hamilton. So that set, that set us off on a good start for the weekend. Uh, Dundee St. Johnson cards came in at 11-4 with goals at Falkirk at 21-20. Motherwell Celtic came in as well. Um, the only blotches were really Motherwell who were a card short against Celtic, unbelievably, mm-hmm. after backing up so many cards this season. And the less about Aberdeen, uh, the better. Away <laughs> to Dundee. But like you say... Hibs, we spoke about it last week. He can't be back in Hibs at three to five against a team a point behind them, who've conceded five goals. And what a result for United that was last week. Yeah. We'll touch upon that shortly. And I guess the second part was the the Hearts double. I think I did mention Devlin and Benjima on the Hearts double at nineteen to one. It paid actually. Mm-hmm. So one of those ones where I'm a bit annoyed that I didn't actually put that up as a tip, but it was mentioned in the podcast. So those that listen, hopefully, put it on. Yeah, and it just proves the value of listening to the podcast. Although you put your tips up on the channel, um, you know, there's always a few wee nuggets that we, we somehow managed to unearth, and we're just talking through some of the games, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll unearth a few this weekend again. Now there's no League Two action this weekend. It's not a league that we've done a huge amount in this season, but um, it's the second round of the Scottish Cup this weekend. It is indeed. There's no prices yet, as you say, which is a bit disappointing. Obviously, it's. I guess it's, it is only Tuesday morning, but uh, it'd be very interesting to see if we can find any gems in there. And I guess on that note, um, best of luck to Perside Gene Food Swifts, who I guess take part in their biggest ever match in the club's history. Mm-hmm. They travelled to Annan in the second round. I think there's five busloads going down from Perth for that match. So it should be a, a cracking atmosphere. Yeah, it should be a belt. And the fact that it is the second round, they're just one game away from you know the big guns joining third round draw so a huge game for them yeah yeah it's, it's quite unbelievable actually I know quite a few of the guys that play for Genefield and, and, and their management team so wish them all the best and will we'll be, we'll be a tough tough game Aaron yeah best of luck to the guys I bet they never thought they'd be appearing on the, the Gambler <laughs> Betting Podcast but there you go that's them finally arrived <laughs> okay we're going to run through the, the three divisions uh, as we've said we're recording this early this week um, so there's a few prices that aren't readily available just yet but we're going to talk through some of the games anyway um, so let's start with a nice easy one Greg Aberdeen v Hibs 
Uh, you said the less said about Aberdeen, the better, but I, I think we're probably going to go into this. <laughs> quite I'm a bit my life as we speak. My life's been sharpened as we speak. It, it's just ridiculous. I actually had a look at how bad their run of form goes, and you'll probably remember towards the end of last season they couldn't buy a goal, um, and they'd only scored two goals in the last eleven games. So this year, this calendar year, how many points do you think they've taken from the seventy-two that are available? Oh. 28. 22. 22. So that takes an, a pretty dismal end to the season. Yep. In the league. And a, a, an even worse start to the season. I think it's actually their worst run of form in over a decade. Um, and they've taken just two points from the last possible 21. And I guess, I was going to say Stephen Glass has had the, <laughs> the dreaded vote of confidence from, from the, the, the American owners. Um he must be under some pressure now, Greg, surely. Definitely. I think from the fans especially. Yeah. Uh, Dave Cormack was on Sports Sound last night. I had a little listen to the interview. I, I think there's two ways to look at it. It's great having a chairman coming out and being passionate about his club. But at the same time, he's got to understand that Aberdeen are a big club with a big budget. And to go 10 games without a win and to lose five consecutive games in the league. Mm-hmm. So what I would classify as probably mid-table, bottom six sides. They've lost to St Mirren, they've lost to Dundee, they've lost to St Johnston, they've lost to Motherwell. It's just simply not good enough. And as you say, the pressure definitely is on Aberdeen here. And what will be a tough game against Hibs, who'll be smarting from their defeat at the weekend as well. So it is a really tough game to call this one. I'm staying well clear of it, to be fair. Yeah. Hibs are a, a funny side. They're 2-1 to win this match, Hibs. But you have to say... <laughs> Are Aberdeen going to pick up points at some point? Yes. And they will. You can imagine they will. And they're 75 to win this game, which I think is ridiculous. Mm. I don't know how they can be favourites for this game, having not won a game in 10 and lost five consecutive league games. I think the players as well have to take a bit of responsibility. They probably have, what, the third or fourth biggest budget in the league, Aberdeen. Yeah. And it's just not working at the moment. I'd like to think if they lose this one, um, what Aberdeen fans will be saying because I think they're starting to lose a, a little bit of patience and quite understandably if I was an Aberdeen fan I'd be furious absolutely furious but I think as the chairman said last night they have only played nine league games so I think probably the next four or five games are going to really be crucial to whether or not Stephen Glass remains in that job they're going to have to start picking up points at some point but this match against Hibs is a very, very tough ask. And after that, they've got Rangers Celtic Hearts. <laughs> Have they? I've not looked that far ahead. But um, yeah, worrying times for Aberdeen. That that points haul this year would see them, I think that averages about 0.9 points per game, which would see them uh, rack up 34 points over the course of the season. Dismal, isn't it? Absolutely which, dismal. Which would have had them finish second bottom of the table last season. So that is relegation form. There's no getting away from it. No, I, th- I think I think you're right. I, I think they deserve all the criticism coming their way, and I, and I say that because they are a big club and they have spent a lot of money. Yeah, and I mean, looking at the team on paper, there's no reason why they well certainly shouldn't be bottom half of that table. No, definitely, de- definitely, they should they should be pushing as they have been for the last ten years, pushing for third place. Yeah. Obviously, appreciate they're pushing for second for quite a few of those years, mm-hmm. but I think Dan McInnes will be laughing at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he's seen it all coming, did he? Um, so, from a betting point of view, I, I don't even know where to start with this one. To be honest, yes, Aberdeen will win again at some point. Uh, will it be Hibs? Quite possibly. Are Hibs worthy 
well, Aberdeen was he to be favourites in this one? Probably not. Definitely not. Um, no. I think the seventy-five is very, very short. I think if anyone's back in this one, Hibs might have their followers here at two to one. Mm-hmm. It's probably not the worst of shouts. I think Hibs away form is genuinely pretty good. Actually, they do tend to play a lot better away from home sometimes. I think that one in Saturday against United was a classic case of Hibs at home, just being hopeless when the pressure's on them and they're a short price. I've seen it time and time again. Yeah. Um, and they were playing a very good on United side. Let's not forget, United are having a, have a cracking season, but to get blown away 3 at home, it's a sore one. Yeah. It's a sore one. It's a sore one. I just wonder if it'll be interesting if Jack Ross gets a reaction out of his team, and I think that <clears throat> that would maybe tempt me in, on that, that 2 1 price. Um, off the back of that 3-0 defeat to Dundee United um, Hibs have really got to bounce back from that if they've got any ambitions of kind of finishing top four this season Yeah, I think cards and corners here is probably a better way of looking at it and that's probably the approach I've had for quite a lot of the games in the Premiership this season and it's worked very well so far so I think stay clear of the, the win market I think there's definitely a play here potentially on cards and possibly Aberdeen corners I think they racked up nine against Dundee on Saturday night um, there could be a lot of play here on Aberdeen Corners and match cards but I'll put that on the channel come the weekend Yeah, we'll wait and see how those prices pan out uh, Next up we'll have a wee look at your St Johnson side who are going to Celtic Park after a 3-0 defeat um, at home at Livingston last weekend you must feel the worst I, I really do, I must admit I really do feel the worst I think Celtic have had a good couple of weeks I think that one at Aberdeen two weeks ago was massive mm-hmm. they've then gone to Motherwell a Motherwell side who are having a pretty good season as it, as it stands. A fairly comfortable 2-0 win. But when you look at Celtic's home form at the moment, even going back to the tail end of last season, in the last six games at home in the league, they've won 6-0, 4-0, 6-0, 6-0, 3-0. And the last match was a 1-1 draw v Dundee United. And mm-hmm. they should have won that match. So 23 goals scored, one conceded. They're pretty much back to full strength. They've got pretty much most of the players back. They do have a game this afternoon in the Europa League against Fanesvaros, which isn't ideal. Um, but I think tails will be up a little bit now after those two good wins in the league. They're only four points behind Rangers. And I, I must admit, having watched us against Livingston on Saturday mm. and defensively for the first time in a long time, we were a shambles at the back. And I think this is, this is the sort of game where Celtic could quite easily blow us away and rack up a decent corner count. Yeah, we've seen that happen a couple of times already this season, haven't we? Yeah, and quiz time for you. When was the last time St Johnston beat Celtic at Celtic Park? <laughs> You've done your homework the same as me. Uh, I reckon it was <laughs> 2015 and I reckon Danny Swanson scored a, an absolute world. Oh, it was a world. It was. Yeah, 4th of March 2015. Uh, Danny Swanson goes. Since then, it's been 12 games, 10 Celtic wins and just two draws. Yeah. So the... the the, the historical stats don't bode well for us. Uh, I, I do think Celtic are going to win this match comfortably. Yeah, I think just to kind of touch on that goals angle that you've mentioned already, Celtic have scored 17 in their last four against St Johnson, uh, including a four. That's, that's plenty. A four now, a five now, and a seven now. So, yeah, I mean, it all kind of heads that way. Celtic are just two to 11 to win St Johnson, uh, 12 to one, probably a bit bigger elsewhere, to be honest. But yeah, I think. Uh, are probably goals and corners bet builder. Yeah, I must admit, we're doing really well with the bet builder so far. Um, it's not it's not something I focused on too much last season, but I must admit this season the bet builder angle is working really well for us. Mm-hmm. And I think this is another example of we could probably get Celtic to score two here and back some Celtic corners. 
or even Celtic minus one. I'm not a massive fan of handicap betting, but I, I can't see Celtic not winning this by at least two goals. Mm-hmm. So I that's something I'll put on the channel again once corner markets come out tomorrow. Yeah, we've kind of touched on the Celtic corners at home as well, so that's always that's been quite a profitable route for us this season. Yeah, it has, it really has. I think they lacked up a decent count away to Motherwell at the weekend there, but at home, they'll be pretty dominant in the way that Ange sets up his team. It's going to be yeah. relentless, I think. Yeah, I think so. Pay for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up we've got uh, quite an intriguing game at Tannadice, and United who are into third against Motherwell, who have had a wee blip last couple of weeks, albeit a couple of difficult fixtures. Uh, I guess we need to talk about how good the United uh, have been so far this season, and it, it's been merited. They're third on the table. Um, they've beaten Rangers, they've beaten Hibs, and they've drawn with Celtic. So it's not as if you know they're just picking up team, you know, picking up points against teams near the bottom of the table. No, um, they're absolutely there on merit at the moment, aren't they? They are, they really are. I think everyone in Scottish football is probably due Tam Court's a bit of an apology. Yeah. Um, what a job he's done so far. As you say, they've picked up some big points away at some difficult venues. That one last weekend, though, was a terrific result. Not only the result as well, but some of the goals he scored against Hibs last weekend were fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So they haven't scored many goals this season, but defensively, though, they've only shipped five goals this season which is unbelievable, really. I think they've got the best defensive record in the league alongside yeah. Rangers, I think, with five goals conceded. But it's good yeah, to see them score. Better than Rangers. Rangers have conceded seven, which we'll maybe touch on later on. But um, yeah, no one's seen this coming. No, to score, th- to score three goals away from home, they, they have been the 1-0 specialists this season, United. Yeah. <laughs> very, very defensively sound, but not scoring many goals. So it'll really please Tam Coates that they've gone away from home to a difficult venue and managed to score three goals. I think in the betting angles for this game, Dungeon United 5-4, Motherwell 23-10, it's such a difficult game to call. I, I, I would, my advice would be, don't concern yourself with this game. Let those two play and just enjoy the match. Yeah, I mean, if you take out the fact that what we historically know about the DNA, what we historically know about Motherwell, if you're just looking at this as a, as a game, you didn't know the two teams, the 5-4 on the United would look a fairly decent price given the, the home record that they've had so far this season um, and Motherwell coming in to get off the back of two defeats. But we know deep down that the United are overperforming this season so far. Um, and I was having a wee look <coughs> um, ahead to the Ross County Livingston game. And looking back on Livingston's run of form last season when uh, Martindale took over the team and they got this tremendous bounce and I think they went on a, an unbeaten run of 11 games. And I just wonder if there's a wee element to that at the United as well, where they have this momentum. Um, but in the same way that Aberdeen are going to have to win a game eventually, is it going to come crashing down at some point for the United because you know they're not scoring a lot of goals um, and can they continue to be as sound defensively as they have been? As you say, it's a really intriguing match. Motherwell have had two tough matches. Mm-hmm. Played Hearts away and they've played Celtic at home. So this is a game that Graham Alexander have marked out to say we can pick up points from this match. As the old podcast uh, phrase goes, no result <laughs> no surprise. If Motherwell win this match, it's not a surprise. Every chance that you can continue their good run, run of form and collect at least a draw or even win it 5-4. to four. But I'm not even going to concern myself with this game on Saturday. Good hope. Uh, just finishing up on this game, the day night to actually go top of the table uh, alongside Rangers with a win, which would be incredible for, for Tam Coates in his first kind of well, 10, I think, um, 10 games. I think his objective would have been to challenge for top six, probably. Yeah. 
um, we would have been the likely piece for, for, for him this season. But they've got a really good lead now across the teams you'd expect them to be challenging for top six. Yeah. I think, obviously, Rangers, Celtic, Hibs, Hearts, there's four places taken. I guess the jury's out on whether or not Aberdeen can finally get their season moving. Yeah. And there's one place left. And at the moment, it's very much United to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that one pans out on Saturday, as you say, quite an intriguing game. Um, next up, we're going to have a look at Hearts, Speed and D. Uh, Hearts, tremendous start to the season. Still remain unbeaten. And this game pits the, the team with the best home record against the team with the worst away record. So, a fairly run-of-the-mill home win here for you? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I think the 49 in Hearts to win the match is fair. I think Robbie Nielsen deserves a lot of credit as well. He's had a fantastic season at Hearts so far. I think expectation-wise for them coming up last season would be to hit top six. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to be, what, a point off the top after nine games is fantastic. It's actually a big surprise as well. I think we agreed that they would be up there in the top six, but at this point in the season, to be undefeated and to have the character to go to Ibrox last week yeah. and go 1 0 down and still fight away and claim a late draw. That will feel like um, a win, won't it? It will feel like a win, absolutely. The problem they've got here is the expectations now on Hearts are going to be massive, especially from the home, fr- the home fans. And yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, but I think for me, Nothing less than three points here will do for Hearts fans, given the fact they are playing a Dundee side who are struggling at the bottom end. But what I would say, Dundee last weekend was a massive, massive win for McPake's team. Huge, huge win. They've got Charlie Adam back and Lee Griffiths back, and there's no there's no coincidence that having those two players back in the side make a massive difference to, to Dundee, especially Charlie Adam, who I will call out got booked again last weekend. Mm-hmm. So he's probably what a, boy. a good shout for a booking. And just on the bookings markets in the Scottish Premiership this season, it's been brilliant for cards this season. And I think that the, the usual suspects are, are certain, certainly delivering week in, week out. Charlie Adams be back, and he's one of them. Many so Dundee's 71. Um, well, must be at least five. Not quite a Liam Craig standard yet. <laughs> we'll touch upon him shortly. But yeah, I think he's been booked five times this season. Dundee will go there with confidence after last weekend's win. I don't think anyone's expecting Dundee to get a result here. And that yeah, might be as a free hit, I think. That might suit Dundee. But I would just be wary, a bit like Hibbs, be very wary of Hearts at 49 at home when everyone's expecting them to win. I'd probably imagine the Hearts will go off short on 49 come come Saturday. It's only Tuesday lunchtime at the moment. I'd, I'd imagine that will shorten. I'm not suggesting Dundee will win this. and I, I do think Hearts will get the job done. But I think what what we do have here is a potential corners angle on Dundee. At 7-1, there's every chance we could get a, a four corners for Dundee at a back hole price. So I'll be looking closely for markets coming out tomorrow and hoping we can get a four to five, at least four to five to six on Dundee to get four or more corners, which is, I think has got a great shout. And what about the cards angle that you touched on? Obviously, we've got Charlie Adams, so that's a gimme. Um, you'd highlight a couple of Hearts players last weekend uh, at Ibrox. You've also got Lee Griffiths in there, who loves a, who loves a game against Hearts. Yeah. Uh, loves a goal against Hearts and probably <laughs> never that far away from a booking against Hearts as well. Um, I guess that's the benefit of being on the, on the channel. We, we kind of mark out these possible angles early on in the week 
but it's not really until kind of Friday when markets come out for cards that we can have a proper sit down and work out the approach. So I think there's definitely a cards angle here as well. And again, that's something I'll share on the channel come Friday. Okay. Um, what's the opposite of game of the weekend? What would you call it? Ross County if you love Livingston? I guess game of the weekend in terms of <laughs> Ross County anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was going to ask you, is, this a, is it too early to call it a six-pointer? Um, and I'm not sure that, that it is too early, but it certainly feels like a six-pointer for Ross County, if not Livingston. This is a game that Ross County just cannot lose. No, and I think David, David was laughing last week when I said Ross County have had a tough start, but we can't keep saying that every week. Well, we can't because and... they've now played nine games, <laughs> so they've almost played everyone. Yeah, last week's result against St Mirren was pretty disappointing for them. I think to lose three goals at home especially. They did obviously get a goal back to make it 3-2. But as you say, this is a massive, massive game for Ross County. 31-20, so just above 6-4. Livy 9-5. Livy last weekend, I watched them against us. They were gifted two goals. And they deserved a win, I must admit. Mm-hmm. They, they, they fought well, they, they played well. I think they'll probably be happy to go to Ross County and not lose. If they win this Livy, they go seven points ahead of Ross County, which is a pretty decent gap to have this early in the season. In terms of the market here, Livy are now top of the hatchet main table alongside Motherwell. 27 cards this season, Livingston have cracked up. And again, given the magnitude of this match, I would not be surprised to see cards in this game either. Ross County racking up a fair few as well. At the moment, I wouldn't want to call a winner in this match. I think it could go either way. A draw is probably not a bad shout, but I do like the look of Ross County corners. I called them out in the podcast last weekend to get five against Ross, to get five against St Mirren, sorry, at evens, which they did do. And I think they have to pick up some points here. So I think Ross County corners could be another good shout this weekend. It might be a little bit higher than five this weekend. It might be six, but hopefully we can get a backable on the five. Yeah, we're just looking at the previous record. Levy have actually got quite a decent record against uh, Ross County. They've only lost one of the last eight meetings. Um, and we, <laughs> we're kind of much maligned away record of Livingston. is always something we, we seem to discuss in the, the channel. But um, that win last week at St Johnson will have, will have given them some confidence to go to Ross County this weekend. Yeah, definitely it would. I think Levy also had quite a tough start to the season. And I think most people are expecting them to kind of stay down the bottom end. Mm-hmm. But if they can get a win here, they go seven points clear and move well clear of the kind of bottom two sides. So, again, another really intriguing match, but another match which is really difficult to call. Yeah. And I think, again, like the majority of games this season so far, I think you're better sticking with cards and corners for these matches. OK, we'll keep an eye out for that on the channel. Uh, on Sunday, we've got St Mirren v Rangers. Uh, and we should really get Div back on the podcast, shouldn't we, celebrity St Mirren fan, um, now that his team are actually doing quite well, they're unbeaten in six, uh, since that 6 0 defeat at Celtic Park back in August, and they were the only team to, to beat Rangers domestically last season, apart from St Johnson, obviously, before you jump in on the way to <laughs> <laughs> uh, who beat them on penalties. Uh, so, the way Rangers are playing, they've been wobbling the last couple of weeks, as you say, conceded a late goal. Uh, to Hearts, and they've just not hit the heights of last season yet at all. Um, and I just wonder if St Mirren will fancy their chances on Sunday. I think they should, given the form they're in. To go six games unbeaten in the league's terrific, really, for any club outside the top two or top three sides. I think 
three wins in the spin, is it, from St Mirren? Where they've yeah. won three in, in, in a row now, scoring goals again. They do tend to give Rangers a, a good game in Paisley. And I think, as you said, Rangers are starting to wobble a little bit. They're getting the job done most of the time, but they're way, way off last season's heights, aren't they, performance-wise. They're not scoring goals. Scoring goals is a real problem for them at the moment. And I, yeah. I, I think St Mirren can give them a decent game on on Sunday I must admit you've got to expect Rangers will win this but I do think it'll be a close match and for a close match given the place St Mirren will be again I think St Mirren Corners is a good shout at home eh, playing well scoring goals and if we can get again a, a four corners for St Mirren it's probably a good angle to take Yeah and I've always been championing the Rangers eh, to nil last season you've, that you've, you've, you've swapped haven't you? Yeah, I have. Um, <laughs> I was going to just have a look very quickly at the uh, price for a no Rangers clean sheet, but I can't find one at the moment. Uh, but it's interesting to see that Rangers have only kept three clean sheets this season in the league so far. Yeah, start contrast to last season. They were scoring goals last season and winning games really well. But as you say, they've shipped quite a few goals now, especially at Ibrox. Yeah. Quite a few clubs have gone to Ibrox now and <clears> they've managed to score. So no surprise to see St. Mirren score here. No yeah, so just, just found the price, which is five to six, um, which is currently available in the bet builder markets uh, for over zero goals in the match for St Mirren. So yeah, that, that might be of interest. Um, but yeah, you're not prepared to stick a neck in the line here, go for a St Mirren win? No, not at all. I'm not a madman. I, I, <laughs> I think um, St Mirren will give Rangers a really tough match here. I do expect an away win, but again for me, as you know, I love my corner bets and I think yeah. this one's set up possibly nicely for St Mirren to rack up at least four corners. Okay, but your bets over the weekend actually come from the War Leagues this weekend, uh, both in the Championship and in League One. First one we're going to have a look at is Kilmarnock against Hamilton. Hamilton hit for six uh, last week against Partick Thistle and it looked as though they were really struggling this season and the one result that stands out is that win against Inverness a few weeks ago but other than that Hamilton in a pretty bad place at the moment Yeah they are I think that win against Inverness was a a freak result but definitely didn't go to plan I think Inverness top of the league having a great season they do have a real young team Hamilton and I think we said at the start of the season we, we all expected Hamilton to struggle and they, they certainly are I think because other clubs like part of this will know if you have a bad season for the Premiership come down, more often than not, that slide continues. Yeah. And they'll just continue to slide down the table and down the leagues. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I think they're going to be bottom half Championship best this season. Given the fact they do have a really young side, they're, they're shipping goals. They've now lost two or more goals now in five of their league games this season. And probably not ideal after a 6-1 hammering to be going away to title favourites Kilmarnock. A uh, Kilmarnock side who, at the start of the season, were getting the job done. Mm-hmm. Huffing and puffing to 1-0, 2-0 wins. But I think the signing of Callum Henry from St Johnstone loan could be a masterstroke for Kilmarnock. He's now scored in three games that he's played for Kilmarnock now. So, C and 3 for him. He's built up a pretty strong partnership with Ollie Shaw, another decent striker. Both strikers have now scored in their last two games. And I think Kelly fans and Tommy Wright will be expecting nothing less than three points here especially given the, the state Hamilton are in. So, very surprised to see the price on Kilmarnock goals here. They're only 8-13 to 13 to win the match, mm-hmm. but you're getting 17-20 to 20 on Kilmarnock scoring two goals, which I think is a great shout 
and that has led me to nap this. So my nap of the weekend is Kilmarnock to score two or more goals at home to Hamilton at 17 to 20 with William Hill and fully expecting either Ollie Shaw or Callum Henry or both of them to get on the score sheet. Yeah, I think it's a great shout, especially when you look at Hamilton's defensive record. I think it's I think it's the worst in Scotland, maybe, at the moment. Uh, as you say, they've conceded six, they've conceded four twice. Um, in fact, they've not kept a clean sheet all season. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good shout. I actually quite quite like the 8-13 just on the Kilmarnock win. I mean, I know yeah, I think so. I think what we can agree on is that it absolutely will not be 8-13 come Saturday. No. I think we're on the ball every week, but I think this week especially, it's only Tuesday morning, and I think the 8-13 in Kilmarnock will be 1-2-4-9 come Saturday, especially when people look at the tables yeah. and look at the leagues and go, well, Hamlin beat 6-1 last weekend, Kilmarnock at home, 1-2 is a pretty solid um, ACA builder. Yeah. Okay, also in the Championship, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of reminded of uh, the old Billy Conley gag about you certainly can't say that about them at the moment they're the, the highest scorers in Scotland those six goals last weekend taking their goals tally to I think it's 23 in the league uh, their games are averaging I think it's 4.11 goals per game um, and it's definitely for, how, for thrills at the moment Patrick Thistle my secret pleasure <laughs> I must admit I'm a massive fan of Patrick Thistle they've done so well for us on the channel I think if you look back to between now and March at the start of the year, they've probably given us more winners than any other side. And to be fair, it's some really good prices, actually. Mm. Well, six to four to score two goals at Hamilton on Friday night, which is an absolute steal. And that front three that I keep on growing about, Scott Tiffany, Brian Graham and Zach Rodden, the three of them all scored on Friday night. And I've backed all three to score a few times this season. I didn't do it on Friday night, but it came in at 39 to, 38 to one it landed at. When you've got three players scoring goals, I think Brian Graham's in 10 goals for the season, Zach Rudden's in seven. So I think for this match against the Dunfermline side, I think Peter Grant is still hanging on for dear life. Yeah, massive 95th minute goal yeah. against Kilmarnock last weekend. And that was another match where I felt Kilmarnock had been backed into five to six to win that game, which I felt was a bit scandalous, really. There's not a lot between the sides. And it was top v bottom, or second top v bottom. But at the same time, I wouldn't be having an away side at five to six in this league, away at a team who are definitely underperforming. Mm-hmm. So they'll get a lift from that. It's a big ask. I think Partick Thistle are short at four to six, but they have had a pretty solid start to the season, Thistle, especially at home. They've only lost once, and that was a 2 0 defeat to Kilmarnock. Every chance they'll film, we can get a goal here. But you have to fancy, given their goal-scoring record this season of Thistle, you'd have to fancy them scoring twice, at least twice. Only 8-11, though, for Thistle to score two goals. Mm-hmm. But I'm more than happy to take over 2.5 goals here. I think Thistle have seen that in four of their five home games. Dunfermline are starting to score goals. A lot of draws in the recent games, Dunfermline. I think that's four draws out of five now. They'll need to start turning those draws into wins. But I would not be surprised to see them firmly got in the score sheet here. And that, that bodes well for me for over 2.5 goals at 17 to 20 with William Hill. Yeah, I think when a team's averaging over four goals per game, then you've got to look at it over two and a half price. And over two and a half goals has landed in eight of Partick Thistle's nine 
games so far this season. So yeah, I think any price on that would be a good price to be fair, but seventeen to twenty certainly falls into the, the backable category, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um anything else in the championship for you? Probably mentioned the bet the game of the day in the championship, which is Ray Throvers home to Inverness. Mm-hmm. Second cool. host first Inverness fifteen to eight. Probably have its backers, but I think John McGon's done a great job at Wraith Rovers as well. So it'll be interesting to see how this game pans out. I wouldn't like to call a winner in this match, uh, it's, t- it's too difficult. Uh, top two, I think both sides would be quite happy with a draw, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But I think the 15 to 8 on Inverness may tempt a few people in given the start to the season that Inverness have had. Okay. All right, we'll have a wee quick look at League, League One as well. Uh, and another one of your kind of recent favourite teams are Airdrie, and they're at home to Dumbarton. Yeah, with her absolutely flying this time, Airdrie. Absolutely flying, four wins in five. I think you mentioned last weekend they travelled to Falkirk. I think I highlighted uh, Dylan Easton is probably their main player. You probably have to say one of the better players in the division, Dylan Easton. Um, it's had a cracking season. He ran a mock last weekend. I wasn't expecting them to win 3 0, I must admit. I didn't think they could focus on a, a, a good game and they won 3 0. Yeah. So we'll go to Falkirk and win 3 0. It's a, a tremendous result. And they're at home to Dumbarton side, who we had marked out as no hopers, useless, hopeless, going to be relegated. And they started the season off really well mm-hmm. to the point I think they were sitting third a couple of weeks ago. But the wheels have kind of, kind of come off the wagon a little bit. A 1 1 draw home to Aloha was followed up by a 5-0 hammering away to Peterhead. And they lost last weekend 3-0 at home to Queen's Park. So, really tough game for Dumbarton. And I think the way that Airdrie are playing, scoring goals, Gallagher scoring goals, Dylan Easton's having a great season so far. Even money you were getting for Airdrie at the start of the week. That's now 5-6. to six. Mm-hmm. Airdrie to win the game. But I think looking at the goals market here and the form Airdrie are in, I was happy to take Airdrie to score two goals here at 10 to 11 again with William Hill. William Hill, market leader, I think, this week in terms of the best places in the Scottish leagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, it's another, it's another bet, another price that, that won't last. Yeah. It's already been, been backed into five to six. And I guess that's part of the benefit of being on the channel. You're, you're getting those nuggets early on in the week. I'd fully expect Airdrie to go off at four to six, four to seven here. Yeah, it definitely looks like two teams heading in opposite directions, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. I'm interested to see a Dumbarton fear here, especially after a couple of hammerings. Um, hoping it's another hammering on Saturday, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dumbarton fans. Uh, elsewhere in League One, uh, we've got Cove v Clyde. I guess that's got goals kind of written all over it. Cove were the real cooking busters last weekend, weren't they? A 4-2 defeat against Bottom Club East 5. Yeah, I, I didn't mention that game last week, but I would have definitely opposed it. And I'm not saying that because of hindsight. I think Cove away from home... Jury's still out for me. And I think we've always said this season that East Fife at home, probably a better side than they are away from home. Mm-hmm. Pretty much a, a hammering. Although I, I do believe in the Mr. Fix-It site this last weekend, it was Cove to score two, which it came was. in. Yes. And that's kind, of, that's kind of the glory of doing teams to score rather than teams to win. Exactly. Yeah, because they're short enough to win. Um, but just judging their, their goal record then that just looked like the, the better option at, as you've done you know with Partick Thistle result uh, with the Airdrie one this weekend as well going for goals rather than It's really difficult win. sometimes I think you're always in that place about do you do a team to win or do you do a team to score two goals but more often than not it doesn't matter what the opposition do if you go 1-0 down 
then you're, you're kind of struggling. But I think the teams to score two goals is usually a preference for me. Yeah. And I think in this match here, Pover wanted two to win the match. They'll be an absolute banker material on coupons this weekend. I think everybody will have Cove at one to two to win this. And again, I don't think they'll go off at one to two. Yeah. Probably two to five best, I'd imagine, come Saturday. But Clyde, though, have got a knack of causing surprises. And obviously, they've got David Goodwillie, who's on a barren run at the moment, I think. Hasn't scored in two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. What are you doing? 19 4 for Clyde in this match. But I think you've, you've got to go with goals, I think, here. 7 to 10 on over 2.5 goals was a close contender, I think. I certainly wouldn't back people from back in this match over 2.5 goals. And I think Clyde, sorry, um, Cove could make a nice little double actually with Inverness, with uh, Kilmarnock, sorry. Mm-hmm. So Kilmarnock, Cove double, uh, pays 6 to 4. Yeah, that's 7 to 10 on over 2.5 goals. I don't think it'll be around come Saturday either. That feels like one that will probably make its way onto quite a few coupons. Yeah, I guess one final point in League One. You can't be having Falkirk at 19 to 20 at Peterhead. Nope. Sorry. You can't have them odds on away from home, given last weekend's result. I think there's a fair amount of pressure on Paul Sheeran at the moment. It's just not happening for them. I think they're lucky in the fact that other sides are dropping points. So there's no clear leader yet. I think Queen's Park are probably having the best season of of all the clubs at the moment but Cove keep dropping points I think away from home Queen's Park keep dropping points as well albeit quite a lot of those points dropped have just been draws Yeah, are so still in there they're still close to the top but you've got to be expecting a lot more from a side um, of Falkirk's size and some of the players have got as well yeah. it's not been part of the season for Falkirk just four wins from the first ten ten games, just just not good enough. Not good enough, uh, exactly. Of a got size at that level. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I was going to quickly touch on that, that Queens Park game there at home to Alloa uh, on Sunday. Um, game I presume has been played at Farhill, which is why it's in yes. Um, it's five wins, five draws for Queens Park so far. And as you say, I mean they're, they're unbeaten, but they're not really pulling away. Um, so that'll be quite an interesting one on Saturday. We've kind of uh, sorry Sunday. Um, We've touched on Alloa a few times this season, uh, suggesting that they do their best work at home. Uh, Queen's Park, short enough at 3-5 for you? I think it's a fair price. I think given Alloa's away form, I think the 3-5 is a, a decent bet. Fully expect Queen's Park to win this match. And again, that'll be a very, very, very popular accumulator adding this one. So even looking through the games this season, and, and this weekend, sorry, you've got Hearts at 4-9, you've got Kilmarnock at Currently eight to thirteen, you've got Cove at one to two, and I wouldn't put anyone off throwing in Queens Park. Mm-hmm. So just a nice little accumulator there of those four teams. No doubt one will one will lose, but um, <laughs> we're not prepared to say much. <laughs> no, not, not at all. <laughs> okay, I think that's us covered everything. As we say, there's no League Two games this weekend due to the Scottish Cup second round, so just the, the top three. Uh, divisions in action um, and that's us can you give us a wee recap then of your bets this weekend so far yeah so just in terms of the Scottish Premiership nothing concrete yet but there's a, the likelihood I could have bets from all six games I think looking at Aberdeen v Hibs Connors and Cards uh, very keen on Celtic to beat St Johnston and again I think we can get a decent bet builder there on Celtic goals and Celtic Connors going to give the Dundee United Motherwell game a miss I think Dundee Corners at Hearts is a good shout, as well as Ross County Corners at home to Livingston and St Mirren Corners at home to Rangers. 
So those are bets I'll place and put on once corner markets are available tomorrow. But in terms of what I am backing at the moment, I'm backing Kilmarnock at home to Hamilton and backing Kilmarnock to score two or more goals at 17-20. to 20. And that's this weekend's nap with William Hill. And also in the Championship, I'm backing my favourite club outside St Johnston, Partick Thistle, <laughs> Beedham Fremlin, and I'm backing over 2.5 match goals here at 17-20. to 20, And that's also with William Hill. And dropping down into League One, I'm taking league form favourites at the moment, Airdrie at home to Dumbarton and Airdrie to score two or more goals at 10 to 11 with William Hill. Good stuff. Now, don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. And of course, if you're not already a member of Greg's Telegram channel, then you should join up uh, and join the rest of us on uh, gambler.co.uk. Just check out the website there for all the details on how to sign up. And that's us for this week. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Thank you and good luck.